0: Live from the ESPN 690 Living Studios.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Can you appreciate how hard it was for Matthew to walk into the Lions and ask for a trade? And do you ever wonder what would have happened if they would have said no? I don't like to think about those things, but um, I think it's such a credit to how he handles himself. I also think Mrs. Ford. What a class way of handling that, you know, whether it be, you know, her or Rod Wood. I mean, they just did such a great job of facilitating a smooth uh, change or adjustment, however you want to look at it. But I think that's a real reflection of two quality people on both ends, the way he handled it. And getting to know Matthew, you just realize, you know, he's the one of the few people that could ever pull that off. But really grateful that, uh, that we were able to get connected. Yeah. Which trade could the Jags make from Cabo? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where that all went down, For right? Sure. yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was Cabo. Yep, I believe so. I, I mean, sheesh. They won a Super Bowl because of a vacation trip. <laughs> uh, Do they win? They they can't win with Jared Goff, right? They couldn't have won the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl. Oh, man. Um, Stafford was good the postseason, you know. I mean, they, he made mistakes, and people make, look at all those big yeah. sixes in that stretch.
2: I think they would have been competitive but I don't think they would have won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll tell you what, Jared Goff and not many others can make that no-look pass. I still can't believe that. Oh, I know, man. I mean, and, and by the way, it, I think what that does, that actually, like, puts Matthew Stafford in a different echelon right there for me mm-hmm. because how many other plays like that that we really don't see that he makes, How the degree of difficulty, you know, I'm not saying how many no-look passes. I'm just saying the degree of difficulty inside football stuff mm-hmm. that they're like, whoa. Right. And, yeah. and Matthew Stafford's got the arm talent, number one, that few have. But the experience, like, so now you're asking Jared Goff, who's definitely not on that level of quarterback, to make some of those throws, whether it was in week four, whether it was in the first game of the postseason, whether it's in the Super Bowl. And I just think you add up, even if it's 15 or 20 plays in a season, those are difference maker type of plays. And, again, don't lose sight of the fact that Matthew Stafford played big time for the most part in the postseason. Sure. He was really good in critical moments. hmm and so uh, Matthew Stafford was as big a part of it as anybody. Yeah. And I don't, so I think to answer my own question, I don't think they're even sniffing a Super Bowl with Goff, to be no, honest. No, I
2: mean, I think they would definitely make the playoffs because they're still too they're talented good. not to. But um, as far as the Super Bowl, I, I don't see it happening with Jared Goff at the helm.
1: Hey, let's uh, get uh, South Beach Gary in. We're live at UNF Arena. Uh, Ospreys play Liberty tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. South Beach Gary, what's happening?
2: How are you, gentlemen? Good, good. Hey, Pro Football Focus just came out with third list of the top 200 free agents. I wonder if you guys would please take a position—not what you th- think Jacksonville will do, but say, give me a, a listing of three guys in, in a certain position that uh, you would like Jacksonville to sign in, in, in free agency in that position. So you, you want like? It.
1: All right, thanks, South Beaker. If I understand him, he wants positionally. To to narrow down a position. So just go get, like, defensive tackle. Okay. Or go get um, wide receiver. Okay. Right? And the three guys. Uh, Casey, is that kind of what he was saying?
2: Yeah. Um, Do you want to pick a position, Casey? (laughs) Or do you want us to to spitball here? I mean, what what position for you
1: go here, guys? Well, they put out there, I didn't see the top two. They they put a list at 200. Yeah. My goodness gracious.
2: A lot of, and spoiler alert, lot I of only wide want receivers the in the top 20. ten.
1: Well, and that's really th- – listen, that's where my mind goes. Okay. Right. Uh, and because here's the deal, to South Beach Gary's point, uh, you could probably say, hey, left guard, right? Yeah. You could say defensive tackle. You could say defensive front. We could say B.J. Hill is on that list. Yes. But I do think we're all in, in, in the same thought that what are you going to do to help yep. Trevor Lawrence, number one? And, and number two, if you look at these teams, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase... T. Higgins, and we don't have to just stop there, by the way. Devontae Adams, I mean, you, you, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. I mean, you, look at the list of, of weapons yeah. that the good offenses have, whether they're using the tight end game, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and everyone else, or they're, they're just there on, on the outside. The Jets just don't have that. Mm-hmm. They don't have those threats. Like, Marvin Jones isn't going to be that. DJ Chark might not be here anymore. LaVisca Chennault has to really bounce back. Like, they don't have that. And so I really think that's where this goes. And then it's who would you get. Well, it's pretty obvious, right? I mean, you'd go Devontae Adams, number one. Then the list starts to factor in injuries. It's, is it Chris Godwin? What, or he's a 25-year-old guy. I think he's about to be 26. You've got a lot of football left in that guy now. Yep. He's coming off an ACL. But you can do some things. Michael Gallup not as high on my list of coming off an ACL as a guy like I take a chance on Godwin that he gets healthy and he's a part of it for my next four or five years with Trevor Lawrence than probably Gallup because I think Gallup's going to be an overpaid expensive risky play not saying he's bad I just think he's the prime candidate to be overpaid in free agency everybody's overpaid but he's like really overpaid and be a bust kind of guy because can he be the number one not sure he hasn't had to do that in Dallas he's got a lot of help speaking of weapons in Dallas so I think it really goes to the wide receiver position in this question, Gary. If I'm understanding you right, and and I think it it starts with that list. When you have as much money as the Jags have, you you start at the top. Yeah. Now I'm not sure you're going to get him. Godwin might be, by the way, franchised. Devontae Adams might never even think about picking up the phone if he sees the 904 calling. Yeah. You know, and plenty of suitors. And and by the way, he might get franchised. Mm. So we might be on like number five six and seven are options from the wide receiver position when it really boils down to it and then are you willing to pay Allen robinson what he wants dj chark what he wants because now you're starting to get into that mix of players.
2: so pro football focus here top 200 number one guy obviously is devonta adams at the wide receiver position number three out of the top 200 this is every position is chris godwin at the wide receiver position um down the list a little bit. We go to number seven. Care to guess who the third uh, wide receiver on this list is in terms of, um,
1: I guess, I, I, I don't know like, what the criteria So they had would be. Adams and Godwin? Yep. Um, Who's the guy that we've talked about a lot? Who else got hurt? Didn't somebody else get hurt? He didn't uh, get hurt. He didn't get hurt? He didn't get hurt. hurt you've seen it. He didn't okay. get hurt. Well, this uh, year. Uh, no. Free agent uh, wide receiver... I don't know. Is Lockett a wide receiver? Is Lockett a free agent? No, no. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't know. Mike Williams. Oh, yeah, I should have known. Mike Williams, and should've then known. they have Allen Robinson actually at number 10.
2: So I like he's Mike the, Williams.
1: So then he's the fourth receiver really? on this list. In yes. their top 200 free agents, Allen Robinson's number 10. Yep. You know me. I love Strengths, a
2: Strengths, contested but. catches, body control, hands, weaknesses, his quarterbacks,
1: and speed. Well, and and it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, a had a miserable year in Chicago this year. He's really had a miserable time. <laughs> he's had a miserable time in his career. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, what I hope a doesn't turn into? And it kind of reminds me of a little bit because I played with him. Alshon Jeffrey. Where there was a time where Alshon Jeffrey was arguably one of the best receivers in the league. Um, and then he just goes to certain situations that didn't benefit him. Including and then he's, Chicago. Uh, including Chicago. But then he, he got hurt, too. So, Andrews did play a part in that. But then he goes to Philly. And it's kind of an afterthought. And now, I
1: mean, I'm not sure what he's doing. All right, so, so take Adams and Godwin off the board. Okay. Mike Williams next? Like, you get excited about giving Mike Williams $115 million over five years? I mean, I like Williams better than Gallup.
2: I mean, what, what are the other options? You know I mean? If we're talking about free agents at, at wide receiver. You can't get Adams. You can't get Godwin.
1: Yeah, listen, looking, I don't mind. You know? Mike Williams, big guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I like. I mean, he's
2: it was him a speed. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the home run ball, which we haven't seen here in a long time. And so. he
1: also should be able to bring you that Allen Robinson trade of like the fifty fifty ball mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what what I would say is this for the Jags, I don't know who else was after a Rob, but let's. Just, the front runners were Godwin and Devontae. They're going to get this this huge money, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe get franchise. so then that wouldn't be huge money. Odell Beckham Jr. is number 19. Now, I'm not <sighs> sure if
2: this is before or after the
1: injury, though. You know? Yeah, well, either way. Yeah. But, so, wouldn't you say, though, once you get past – so, where was Gallup on the
0: list? He's next after Odell. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, once you get past Mike Williams, mm-hmm. don't you really start to question if guys are, are bona fide number ones – and the receiving, I mean, a. a. Rob, you can question whether he's a bona fide number one, right? Yeah. I, I think that's 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 the question we had around here about, it, quite frankly. And I don't know if he's done enough in Chicago mm-hmm. to prove that he's like Godwin and Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Odell Beckham, I mean, yeah, a big name. Mm-hmm. And I know he really had a nice year in, in L. A., but now he's coming off the ACL. But even still, I'm not sure I'd sit here and tell you, okay, he's going to light the world on fire as a number one. And and so now don't the Jags have to start looking at that like b-list guy which might not be a 20 million dollar guy but it's more like a 12 or 13 million dollar dollar guy and does that bring you back to the a-robs of the world but also a dj chark of the world yeah. that maybe you're like you know what it's it's we'll take a chance on this we know this guy we know what he's all about we've seen what good is we've seen what he, he can do he hasn't done a lot we're probably overpaying but we're going to take a gamble here that that's the guy we know we know when we pay him he's still going to work he's not going to just take a vacation is it safer for the Jags to go that route and, quite frankly, draft another guy that hopefully turns into a number one? Because, bottom line, my point is if you're not getting Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, or um, or Mike Williams, yeah. I'm really not sure you're getting a number one wide receiver. I, I think you're taking a risk that that's a one, like, top-flight elite wide receiver.
2: Well, and that's the thing about Mike Williams. I mean, is Mike Williams even a number one receiver? I think and it's because, debatable. Because you had Keenan Allen. But at the same time, like – if I was to ask you when the season started this past year, is Cooper Cup the number one receiver or is Robert Woods the number one receiver? I think depending on last year's numbers, you make an argument for both of them, yeah, because Cup was primarily the slot guy last year. Robert Woods had a pretty good uh, year himself in terms of touchdowns. I mean Cup only had three, Robert Woods had six, so you can make an argument and say that you know well, Robert Woods was the number one receiver last year. Well, then what happened this year? Obviously, it was the Cooper Cup breakout year, so I- I'm not saying you have to have. You know, your Devontae Adams, your DeAndre Hopkins, where it's like, all right, we know the ball is going to him regardless. That, that's what Cooper Cup became yeah. because Robert Woods got hurt and then Arnold Beckham Jr. gets hurt. So he had to be that guy in the Super Bowl. But if you look at Mike Williams in a moment, like what Mike Williams does, I mean, was he 1, 1A, one or even a 2? It didn't matter. He was the deep threat. And he took a lot of pressure off Keenan Allen underneath because now Keenan Allen, with his great hands, his great route running, can get open. So I don't look at it as like saying, okay, you're going to bring in Mike Williams. Is he going to be the go-to guy? Is he going to get you nine, ten touchdowns this year? I'm not sure about that. But he offers you uh, an interesting dynamic, an interesting wrinkle, where this is a deep threat. This guy can burn anybody deep, and now that opens up the underneath routes as well, and that helps Trevor Lawrence most importantly. Who's the number one wide receiver on Kansas City? I mean, I think Tyree Kill's the number one receiver, and then you know you got Travis Kelsey as the maybe your number t- one t- 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 end. Yeah, yeah.
1: Who's the number one
2: threat? On the Cowboys. Um, I mean, I think if everybody's, Cooper? I think if everybody's healthy, you would go Cooper CD still. Land?
1: I mean, I'll still, i go Cooper. Uh, you just brought up the question about the Rams. Mm-hmm. Who's the number one threat receiver on Seattle? Is it Metcalf? Uh, it's DK Metcalf. It is the one. Yes. Okay. So what I'm getting at here is, and obviously you'd like any of those guys, right? I mean, well, the,
2: well, the, well let me ask you this: Who's the one in Tampa Bay?
1: Well, that's good. You're. Answering my question, kind of. Okay. Uh, I think it varies game to game, mm-hmm. right? I don't think I would pick just one. Mm-hmm. And, well, but you know what? I should take that back. I think Mike Evans actually is, like, maybe one of the most underrated football players in the league. Okay. I don't know if he gets his just due. I, I would still put him as the number one guy. Okay. Uh, I would say that, yeah. And and then you can add in everybody else. But I think I would say Evans. But 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 you're answering the we're, all, we're answering the question. Mm-hmm. I just asked this. Okay, so do the Jags need a number one wide receiver? Or do the Jags need three receivers? The or J- three <laughs> threats? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I was being a little bit funny with it because I know it's going to read funny on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But but the reality is, if I look at all those teams we just mentioned, I throw Arizona in there with a healthy Hopkins. I, I think an offense in the league that's that's clicking and rocking, mm-hmm. outside of probably Green Bay, really. Green Bay's different because they've got, like, th- their backs that are doing a lot of the work as well, sure. and their tight ends, but they're nobody that's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's from, a, like, a pro-bowl, all-pro standpoint outside of Devonte. Mm-hmm. He's really their lead guy. He's kind of like the old-school way that he's got that lead guy. And then you got the running back game, and then you got the tight end game, and you blend it all together. Okay. But all these other teams have like one, two, three option where. Any well, Sunday, I'm not really sure who my number one guy that I'm taking away is.
2: I mean, you still have teams like the Bills. Diggs is still the number one guy. Even though they have, you know, a good tight end, Dawson Knox and everything. Right. Gabriel Davis had a a monster game. But Diggs is still the number one guy there. Minnesota, it's still Jefferson. You know, I mean the was hurt this year a little bit, but the, the, their go to guy's Jefferson. Um I, I think even in Las Vegas, Hunter Renfro is the number one guy. Uh, which is kind of Waller
1: could be a number one threat.
2: I mean, he's he's a number one threat. Yeah, biggest but, mismatch. Uh, yeah, sure. But if we're talking about rec- I mean, if we're talking about receiving threats, then sure. If we're talking about wide receivers in general, then yeah, I think it is um, Hunter Renfro. But no, I, I think the, the the question is is what. What do you need out of your wide receivers if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars? How can you upgrade the depth right now? How can you upgrade the team? And I think that's with speed. I think that's with a deep threat. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, assuming you, you retain Marvin Jones, you know what Marvin Jones does, right? He's not going to be that deep threat for you. Um, I think when DJ Chark's healthy, you know what he does. Lavisca Chenault obviously had an underachieving season this year, but you don't consider him as, as a deep threat at all. He's more of the gadget guy, the underneath guy. This team is lacking that deep threat. It's lacking that speed, and that's why I think Mike Williams could be that guy. But
1: it's interesting, too, is I get, like, right now I'm getting A-Rob and Kirk, says uh, Matthew, and and I think uh, somebody else liked like that, and then Adam says A-Rob. But to your point, like, speed is lacking. Like, those guys aren't it. You know, like, I'm not telling you they're bad. Listen, I love A-Rob. I, I would love A-Rob to come back here. I think I know what I'm getting in him. I think he can be – he gives you – he wins plays. He helps you win games. I think he's a stud, really. But it, when you're asking speed, which his team lacks, like, that's not it. Like, that's but, not what he's doing. But
2: also, I think that, that this team just lacks better receiver play in general. In general. I mean, if you bring in Allen Robinson, he's the day one starter. Like, I, I would put him over Marvin Jones. I'd put him over Chenault. And I'd put him over DJ Chark. So, I mean, with that being said –
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily speed, but it's an upgrade. So does Chark give you enough speed, do you think? Because he's a big-body guy that can run. Sure. But does he give you enough speed to give you what you want? So what I'm saying, can you bring Chark back and go get A-Rob for the price it would cost you to get Devontae Adams?
2: How many times have we seen Chark break...
1: A seventy-yard touchdown. Just I really on haven't a, seen do too much route. since the second year, quite frankly. Yeah, if I'm being honest. So and then I, and I like the kid.
2: So but. no, for sure. And I think he's a great receiver when he's healthy. So if we answer the question like that, then no, I'm not confident with it.
1: Yeah. So. And listen, I know some like uh, some people say, sign two: Mike Williams, Allen Robson, Christian Kirk, or, and, and draft Drake London at thirty-three. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think we want to. Everybody wants to do that. They got to remember the Jags have a lot of holes to fill. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go all in like that on one position. I don't see them doing that. Now, I wouldn't mind it <laughs> if they got two guys. Now, I think getting a free agent and a draft pick is, is feasible. Mm-hmm. But signing two and getting a draft pick is not feasible. Like, I don't see them doing that. They're not going to put that kind of resources into the one position when they have so many other holes to help and fix as well. Mm-hmm. And now I could see sign one, sign a tight end, draft the top flight ride receiver with that, that second pick. I can see that, mm-hmm. right, because now you're still adding a weapon for Trevor. But it's just an interesting way to look about it because I think we just gave an example about 15, 16 teams. Some have that old-school number one guy and then have some pieces around that that help complement. But a lot of these teams that are really good, like really threatened, even with the big-time quarterbacks, are just built to have, like, three different targets that on su- this Sunday, that guy's having a 115-yard day. This Sunday, this guy's having a 115-yard two-touchdown day. And you really don't know which one to take away. Yeah. And, and they have different skill sets, too, um, to, to make it all work and, and give the offensive play caller a lot of different weapons. The Jags, again, they are lacking speed. If, if you start – if you had a speed guy – if you added Godwin yeah. to the fold and then you still had Marvin Jones – and LaVisca, even. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got a couple of different guys, right? So, and you've got some styles. Like, that's what the speed guy does, is he really He accentuates the style of a LaVisca because sure. now he's drawing attention. You know what I mean? All
2: right, so let's do this for an exercise then. Let's take every playoff team this year because that's kind of what you're shooting for, and let's see if they have just one go-to guy or if it's 1A and 1B. And Casey, feel free to join along here. Kansas City Chiefs?
1: They I mean, with, one C and okay. D. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think Deontay Johnson's the go-to guy. I think guy. that's it, right? Juju Smith-Schuster's a shell I mean, of should, what he thought
2: he was. Chase Claypool's every once in a while, but I would say Deontay Johnson, Casey. I agree.
0: Uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson. Okay, I, has, I, yeah. I'd Friar
1: yeah. up too to compliment. Him. No, for sure. Um, I think the Bills. You got Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. Gabriel Davis had a huge game in the postseason, but yeah. he wasn't that all year.
2: I mean, I think the Patriots. They're kind of the
1: anomaly here. I mean, do you go Jacoby Okay, not, cause okay. I just don't know if I'd sign up for any of the Patriots. I don't think people envy the Patriots receiving staff, Sure. You know what I mean?
2: Bengals but are you going Jamar Chase? Or are you gonna throw one A, one B with T Higgins?
1: I go with well. See, they're more they're what I think. Of, now they, they've got a little bit of both. Okay. In my opinion. They got a bona fide one, but they got a very good two. They've got a tight end that had a big game. They can still run it with Mixon. I mean, they. Well, yeah,
2: but I mean, but the, the they've whole. have got argument, everything. No, of course, but the whole argument here is do they have a, a go to receiver? Do they have a
1: one receiver? or Is it one A or or, or one B? I would put them kind of in the, the doubled up conversation. So they're one A, one B. Yeah. Casey?
0: I agree with that. Okay, 1A, cool. 1B. We'll go
1: with that. Yep.
2: Um, Raiders?
0: Uh, I'd go one A, one B if you count Waller.
2: Okay. Me too. Tennessee, I'm just going one A with uh, A.J. Brown. Yep, fair enough. They run, okay. Um, <laughs> G- Green Bay, yes, just go one a with Devontae Adams. Yep. Uh, San Fran, I get George Kittle, but I almost think it's the Debo Samuel show. Yeah, but
1: see, I I, I do agree with it. But Ayuk had some big plays, and he can do it. And they, but n- not the whole season. Ayuk was, wasn't even starting at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they're kind of a different animal too, aren't they? I mean, they use Debo sometimes more out of the backfield than running. Um, I still think Kittle's such a draw, man. I think they're more of a compilation of people.
0: Casey? I go Debo. Okay.
1: Yeah, so the,
2: the majority vote wins there. Uh, Tampa Bay, we kind of agreed 1A, 1B. Yeah. go, Okay. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, L.A., well, if you came to the Cooper Cup show, but before that. Uh, so. Yeah, Odell Beckham was awesome yep. down the stretch. Um, Philadelphia. Devontae Smith?
1: I don't, think, I don't think anybody's envying what they have, even okay. though they have bodies. I mean... Yeah, Devontae Smith's the guy
0: by default. Casey? They have nothing. Else, like he he wasn't even that good. Like he could be. They just have nothing else. So I guess we'll okay. go with that.
1: they just missed because they tried Rager, right? Yeah. In. Okay. Um, two more teams. We've got the Cowboys. Gosh, how many teams made the playoffs? Uh, Cowboys 1-2. are a compilation, in my opinion. One A, one B. And then the Cardinals. I think it proves the uh, the struggle that they had was because Hopkins was out. I think Hopkins still is the guy. Yeah.
2: So so we had the go to guy. And the other teams had 1A, 1B, 1C.
1: Yeah, so you can do it both ways. Yes. Right? I mean, yep. it's kind of what we thought. Even going through some of the teams that didn't make the postseason, you, you kind of have that. Yep. You need more. You can't just have one. Yeah. But the one really makes everybody else better. Correct. What I would really be interested in is how much of those <laughs> ones that we just mentioned we should have done at the same time yeah. are speed guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the bottom line is, even if you mix in the others, you always have a speed guy.
2: I mean, we, Hopkins, I don't consider him a speed guy. Adams is just good at everything. but I don't think he's necessarily like a burner. I don't think he I mean, know. I think Chase Adams is, is a great route runner. A.J. Brown's not necessarily a burner. He's just a, a physical good route runner. Um, when he gets the ball, Tyreek Hill you make a miss. Tyreek Hill is. But Diggs once again, that's, that's 1A, not a 1B. burner guy, is he? No, no. Um, so there you go. You don't really need the burner guy. But you need <laughs> speed
1: one. somewhere. Of course. Right? Yeah. That's the thing. The, the Jags lack speed anywhere. Yeah. And uh, that's. Maybe ETN really changes them around from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Man, the Jags need a lot. It's a, it's a really interesting thing how you would assemble this because you do have a couple of ways to attack it. And I think a lot of that depends. Like, to really go back to the beginning of this conversation, South Beach Gary asked about a position we got stuck on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And if you take Devontae Adams, bona fide number one, off the board, $20-plus million guy, right? That's a Hopkins. That's a Mike Thomas. That's a those kind of guys. You take them off the board. If you take Godwin off the board because they franchise tackle or because you don't want to pay that much because he's coming off injury, Mm-hmm. Well, then Mike Williams is probably the only other guy there that might fit that you could see him be that bona fide guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even he was part of a 1A, 1B and probably the 1B because of Keenan Allen. Yeah. So now you're hoping he graduates into that, that 1A. But I guess what I'm saying is if you don't get Mike Williams or feel that strongly you want to pay that about Mike Williams, then you better start going the one A one B route mm-hmm. and going to get the A Robs of the world or bring back the charks and then go draft one and hope you draft right and now all of a sudden you've blossomed into a good receiving core. Yeah. Because that's what else these teams have done, by the way. One of those guys on all the one A one Bs is drafted, if not both of them.
2: Of course. And what we're seeing this year, I mean and in the past couple of years is you know, a rookie wide receiver
1: can come and make a big difference right away. True. Go ask Miami about that. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Uh, We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live at UNF Arena. Ospreys play tonight against the Liberty. Meanwhile, softball team rocking and rolling off a 4-1 weekend. Baseball gets going this weekend here on campus. It's busy times at the University of North Florida.
2: Definitely concentration. You know, I just, I, I try to make the conscious effort of understanding, not just going up there shooting shots. You know, just, I always analyze myself earlier in my career when I was, you know, when I scored and, you know, I used to shoot a lot, you know, volume shooter. And I used to always wonder, you know, why I had that label, you know, how you get that label and how you can get away from that label. And that's just understanding, you know, shot, shot selection, um, what you work on, rhythm in extreme concentration. You know, out there is so much that going to play for me. Um, when I'm in those moments, every shot that I take, it's a shot that I work on. I'm just not shooting a shot just to be shooting it. I just try to lock in every time it's time to score.
1: Mm. Andrew Wiggins?
0: Nope. Jaffiel? Also, nope. Mm. DeMar DeRozan. Oh,
1: my gosh. Ah. I've been here all day. Like yeah. all day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot well, well going, going on, over. Brad. <laughs> don't have a lot of choices.
1: How about this tweet right here? The Super Bowl, th- this is like two different headlines. The Super Bowl drew 112 million viewers, the most in five years. Next headline, Super Bowl 56 posts lowest household ratings since 1969. Viewership up. Well, what does that mean? How does that work? <laughs> it's like the ratings <laughs> were down, but the viewership's up. Who's posting that one? I, mean, I don't know. It's, well, come, come on then. It's it like, what are do we doing here? Yeah. Uh, it's By the way, TV ratings and ratings have long been the spin game, okay? Sure, sure. I mean, you can really make numbers do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So maybe that's a little bit part of it.
2: What do you think was the biggest, like, meme of the Super Bowl? Like, in terms of, you know, like, last year it was the weekend trying to, like, find his way through the the, the mirrors or whatever, if you guys remember. Was it Mary J. Blige falling? Like, just kind of taking a,
1: a, a nap or whatever people were all about? I'm not up on this, Casey. You guys are gonna have to help me out here.
0: Not 100 sure. Yeah, I think it's more Burrow than any of that. More
1: Burrow than Mary J. Blige. Okay, yeah. Burrow walking in.
0: Yeah, could have yeah.
1: been. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't feel like I saw a lot. Too many of those. I saw a lot of Mary J. Blige. Once. You did. Yeah. yeah, I saw a did couple. See, I fit? saw some. hanging upside down. That that, that was a big one, too. That's a good call.
0: That was a big one. We got a good call on YouTube from multiple people. OBJ crying. That's fair. I've seen a ton of OBJ crying. I saw a
1: bunch of that as well, yes. That
0: was full-blown
1: cry now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good for him. Um. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, UNF Arena. Ospreys play tonight against Liberty on ESPN Plus. We'll be here until six o'clock. By the way, back at it Saturday. Uh, big day on Saturday. Michigan State softball plays here against UNF. is four and one, and the Ospreys will play Florida Gulf Coast. Always a pretty good uh, rivalry game there. Uh, hey, big. Seriously, big news. I, I mentioned this earlier. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Out AEW. That's Tony it's Khan's outfit. Looking
2: like that, yeah. Is this, a,
1: is this a game? Is this a heel play? Is this yeah. a heel turn? Is this is this part of the shtick? Yeah. Or did something go wrong? And and by the way, one, how's it received so far? Yeah. And two, how big of a deal is it that really? I mean, this was the, their big face. Well, it's no, a big blow. I mean,
2: it was definitely one of their big faces, and he was kind of the guy that got AEW off the ground. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, he when the AEW first started a couple of years ago, he, he was the face of it. Like you said, Brent. he was the guy that um, spearheaded this whole thing. He was the guy at Double or Nothing, their first pay-per-view in Las Vegas that I got to go to where he kind of set a statement by smashing, you know, the throne, which represented Triple H and WWE, and he smashed the throne and everything. So, I mean, I remember seeing that thinking, okay, well, Cody Rhodes is going to stay in AEW forever. He's going to be one of the biggest faces in AEW and, you know, just – years and years of history will be made from that um his contract is up and he kind of spoke his piece a little bit and, and all the you know the media wrestling experts are coming out and saying that no this isn't really a work this is a, this is the real deal um and AEW even kind of acknowledged it as well yeah. so it, it's looking like that cody rhodes is going to be a free agent and there's
1: rumors speculating that he's going to return to wwe so it, yeah and, and by the way tony khan has issued a statement uh, yeah. cody rhodes has issued a statement of thanks uh, yeah, I, well, I, and, and keep in mind too, he's he's also uh,
2: kind of like
1: um, appointed
2: like, his new ear, I guess, like higher you would say, like to take his role over because he was also like,
1: behind the scenes doing stuff.
2: Yeah, and yeah, then, he was uh,
1: part of the organization. Exactly, yeah. and now
2: he left that job to somebody else as
1: well, so, and, and he even kind of shouted them out and everything. Okay, so, so he already had he's kind of identified that person. Correct. Uh, that's going to help out Tony yeah. in terms of the or- the organization viewpoint yes. and and help run it. Yeah. Uh, run the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. I mean seriously, like is that a bad is rocking and rolling, feels like I'm um, nipping on the heels and mm-hmm. sometimes passing, sometimes better. Feels like the new wave entertainment wrestling um icon. I'm not sure it's there yet, but it was it was the first thing that's really challenged yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah. And you lose a guy like this. It was, by the way, it was WWE that was losing a lot of guys, over, and and AEW and Tony Cotton would pick them up. Yep. I'm just wondering how much of a loss is this? Uh, did, did AEW just lose Jalen Ramsey and Yannick and Cockway? <laughs> so,
2: I mean, it, it's a huge loss. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to some of my friends, um, you know, a couple people who actually covered a little bit. People are just diehard fans. And then they're all kind of shocked by it, and they're, they're a little disappointed, you know, because... He, he was kind of the pioneer that, that started AEW, and I think, like, f- from his standpoint, first of all, you know, he, he has a family, married, um, has a baby girl. So, like, if it's financial things, well, then WWE is going to throw the book at him. You know, okay? if he chooses to sign with WWE and you're essentially going to the place that you may be knocked in the beginning of your career at AEW, well, then they're going to throw the book at you. I think from WWE's standpoint, it would be a smart move. Because now you're saying, oh, look at this. We took one of the AEW guys, and now they're going to make him even a bigger star in WWE. So there's definitely some gamesmanship going on there. Um, uh, Another possible route that I don't really see Cody taking is he can just run up the independents and win all the belts. This is uh, a guy by the name of Matt Cardona has done this. So this, this guy, Matt Cardona, chose to be like an independent free agent guy. And he just goes from promotion to promotion, the smaller ones, and wins the belt. And he's considered one of the best wrestlers right now. I think Cody's far past that in terms of his career. I think Cody's looking for the big paycheck. And I think the big paycheck might come in the form of WWE. The other tinfoil hat conspiracy that's going around in, in at least my groups. I talk to my friends that are diehard wrestling fans. So ironically... About a month ago, Shane McMahon was fired. They didn't give a reason from WWE. This is Vince McMahon's son. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, what, what was that a, a work? Was that actually a real thing? Well, people have said that's actually a real thing. For whatever reason, they didn't give any reason why, why but Shane McMahon was let go um, of, of WWE. So there's two theories here. The first theory is, well, then Shane McMahon's coming to AEW, Cody Rhodes is going to to WWE, and there's going to be some kind of, like, trade-off program. Like, they're going to kind of coerce a little bit and actually work together. That's one theory. The other theory is the fact that a- AEW is going to sign Vince Mc- uh, Shane McMahon out of spite and then try to make him a star to kind of show his dad what's up. Yeah. So once again, I, I don't know, I mean, that's just kind of fun in the chat rooms and everything like that.
1: But that's two possibilities. That's pretty wild. You know, imagine if like the NFL worked that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, we really didn't know if the Jalen Rams Have, <laughs> yeah, Have you true. seen the Kyler Murray
0: stuff? Yeah, that's true. Have you seen the Kyler Murray stuff? I guess stuff? it does work like that it a does little, little bit. It a little bit
1: sometimes, maybe, yeah. maybe Shad Khan fooled this all. He's really not getting an EVP or anything no, else for, for Trent sure. Bulky. Baalke's staying, but he, he gave us everything we yeah. wanted to hear for a yeah, minute. for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, it's just, it is kind of a wild world, but it's a big world, that wrestling world. And I, I found that pretty interesting today, that what does it mean Yeah. if it's not a work Yeah, And if it is real, that you lose really one of your, I mean, the guy. I mean, it's the
2: guy. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind, Cody Rhodes left WWE because he never felt like he was a main eventer. They always kind of had him in the undercard. He goes to AEW, becomes a bigger star, wrestles in New Japan, becomes even a bigger star. Now he's a household name. Now he's he's a brand. Everybody knows who he is. If he goes back to WWE, well, he's going to be a main eventer then. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was going to ask you that, actually. So him coming to AEW. Yeah. Has raised his profile. Oh, without a doubt. Big with
2: I mean, he's, he's got the show on TBS, I believe. He's got a couple of things going on with, with, with the brand.
1: Well, and by the way, so at least in Tony's back pocket, he can say to the next guy, hey, you want to go raise your profile? True, true. Here's where you go. Yep. Right? So, Absolutely. So they prove that that can work. Yep. And so that will be good to be able to get a replacement. It's going to be a sought-after. Exactly. You know, replacement. Yes. If, if that's
2: And if they truly do lose him, it's going to be a huge blow. But obviously they still have a guy like Kenny Omega, who also kind of helps run behind this a little bit. He's been out of action for a while. He's probably coming back pretty soon as well.
1: Let me ask you this uh, real quick Mm -hmm. before we end up on this. how long until we find out if it's, like, real deal? Like, how in the wrestling world, that can take a while.
2: It can take a while, but the, the way that it was left... So, usually, like, if somebody gets fired, for instance,
1: well, then there's, like, a 90-day clause where you can't work for anybody else. Yeah, so, that,
2: that, that takes a... Yeah. Th- this isn't the case. I mean, Cody's contract is up, so he can go wherever he wants. So, the, I mean, let's say he does sound WWE. They could announce him as early as tomorrow or the next day. Keep in mind, WrestleMania is coming up. I assume if he goes the WWE route, they want to get in WrestleMania. It's the biggest event of the year for them, obviously. So if it's WWE, I think we hear about it the next couple of weeks.
1: Wow. So WrestleMania is like in the next month? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah,
2: I have to look up the exact right. date of it. But. So, yeah. yeah well, I mean, because, yeah, it would right around, sense, around, around the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, our most viewed show ever <laughs> when WrestleMania got canceled. Yeah. Uh, that's not happening this time around. All right, there's your wrestling talk. That at least allows for a little bit more golf talk tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, that was like a whole segment, Casey. Hey, it's big news. It's trending, Brent. I mean, Casey, go in the weeds. Is it trending, really? It's, uh, Rose oh, Corey Rhodes is trending, Rose is trending. Wow. yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. why we talk about the trendy things yeah, here, yeah. folks. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We were interested to follow that, and yeah. uh, if it derails what Con- Tony Khan has done, and the in the growth and the the rapid rise of AEW, or does it lead to something else that yeah. even helps uh, a bit more? Well, you will uh, find out. Brett Martin to Austin Lane at UNF Arena on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. Your expectations when a guy gets picked number one overall, what are they, and how hard is it to live up? To those expectations. We got one of those guys and Trevor Lawrence right here in town. We'll be back at topic when we come back on ESPN Six Night.
0: It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Action Sports Jacks, Hockey Talk, where Brett Martineau guesses a random hockey sound bite. Now, here's your host, Casey Kurtz. Oh, you thought it was gone. You thought it was uh, over I just because we lost this. a couple weeks. I hope we're going to the Olympics. I missed this. Not a chance. Are they playing hockey at the Olympics? <laughs>
2: Are they? Hey, USA's the playing hockey. On? Why don't you ask Canada how it's going for them?
0: Ooh, I like that. I like the yeah. sound of that. Yeah. But anyway, we're back with another edition. I bumped my own segment that you teased before the break, but it was a That's segment okay. that I came up with, so I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> That's I'm good. bumping myself for anything I missed. I to requests. Hey, it's okay, all good. So, anyway, here's the situation. Brent, you know the deal. Sound coming at you. Uh, your hints are he plays hockey. Uh, they gave <laughs> him a stick and gloves and everything, and that's the only hint you're going to get. So, the whole uh, ensemble, Brent. It. He played hockey last night. Uh, once again, stick, ice, skates, all, the whole thing. So, played last night. That's your only hint. You'll hear the sound. Talk it out. Do what you got to do, but here's the sound. What is 400 points uh, for your career? Um, obviously, it's a pretty cool achievement. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously got to thank my parents and a lot of people around me. Uh, without them, this, this is impossible. So um, it's, a, it's a moment I can get to share with them and, you know, got the puck and stick and stuff like that. So uh, be able to give to my parents and stuff like that uh, to enjoy. And um, it's just a cool moment. Uh, got to thank a lot of those guys in that locker room as well. Without them, that's not possible. So it's a cool achievement. Uh, hopefully uh, we get some more accolades this year.
2: I, I got an idea. I think I know who it is.
1: Obviously, you didn't get there. I've never heard of this guy.
2: Well, he sounds like he's French-Canadian, so he's he got a little bit Maple of an I think he plays for the Oilers. Casey, who's right?
0: He plays for one of those teams. That's correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oilers. Uh, Oilers beat the Sharks last night. I'm my, sure, sure did. Did. I think. Yep.
0: But who, who did the Maple Leafs play, though?
1: Maple Leafs played the Kraken.
0: Yes. Mm. It's, he definitely plays on one of those two establishments.
2: Casey's leaning us towards Toronto. Which Toronto. Is, if that's the case, that I It
1: was a milestone. Well, then, I mean. I think the question was something about his 400th point. So then we're going
2: top players, facilitator, or a goal scorer. Nevertheless, I think Austin Matthews is pretty good. I think that's a safe bet. I was leaning towards Connor McDavid myself. No,
1: it's too young. Okay. They said the milestone, I th- I'm pretty sure I caught that in the question, right? They get a milestone. Okay, oh, that's yeah, why. He might have been in there. He thanked and, his and, parents, well, gave it the puck. So all how all many. Stuff.
2: What was the milestone,
1: though? I think they said it. I think four hundred points. Did you four. ever think you'd get four hundred yep. points That's or something? Like the,
2: that. Then I will lean towards Austin Matthews.
1: Because I think he, I mean I definitely understand. not. McKinney. He's young.
2: Austin Matthews is young though, but he's good.
1: But isn't Austin Matthews American? I would like oh, that oh, accent. Oh. I would like to phone another. Hold friend. on, hold on now. Hey, give me some other name on 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 Toronto.
0: Well. What do you mean? Give you some other name? Well, I'm asking <laughs> Austin. We're trying I'm to figure trying this to... thing out. Oh, like I'm I don't. Sorry. I'm saying it's
1: not Austin Matthews.
0: That is the correct answer. It's not Austin Matthews.
1: And it's not Connor McDavid. It is
2: no.
0: not Connor McDavid.
1: Okay. Older guy. Got 400 <sighs> points.
0: Well, I don't think he's that old. How do you consider 24 old? That's the day. And he's already got 400 points. Yeah, he's kind of a monster, bro.
2: Is he oh, he's the captain for. Toronto. Uh, Right? Because Matthews wears the A. If I'm not mistaken. Assistant
0: captain.
1: Yeah. Or something else.
0: He does have something on his jersey. Uh, You know, what is it? Who knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's an
2: assistant captain or a captain. Um, I got to cheat now because I forgot the captain's name. It's the captain. Brent, you got anything? I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to cheat to look this one up because I forgot the guy's name.
1: I'll probably just got to click on this. I'm score. embarrassed. Six to two. Mitch Marner. Oh, wait hey, a Mitch minute. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner? <laughs> the redemption. He's 24 he has 400 points already? Yeah, he's
0: pretty disgusting. He's really good. That's incredible.
1: Hey, I, uh, is, is, I look he, hey is he the captain real quick? Oh, John Ta- I was thinking of John Tavares. I'm nah. way out of my
2: element. Hey, are,
1: is scoring up in the NHL? Because every time we do this, I look at the scores. Like That's what I go to. I'm like, okay, who's he going to pick from? Hopefully it was the night before. And uh, like the Wild beat the Red Wings, sorry, 7-4. Yeah, that's fine. Six goals for the Maple Leafs. The other day where we did this, it was like an eight-goal game. I, is scoring up or is this the way it's been? Oof.
0: I mean, the players are better than they ever have been, except the goalies aren't.
1: Well, but I mean, what uh, well, I guess what I'm asking is like, there's been a decade or longer of loosening the rules to make more scoring. Anyway, well, of course. Right? I mean, so, they've commented I the, of the goal, worth, they've,
2: so. they've made the pad smaller. Well, and now what you're seeing, too, with a lot of the NHL teams is there's like a rotation of goalies. You know, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, like yeah. It, you're it, not sticking the, one guy out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. in, in the past, you have like, guys like Patrick Waugh, Dominic Cossack. They're playing the entire season. Absolutely. You don't see that much anymore.
0: That's what I'm saying. The goalies aren't elite anymore.
1: Yeah. So that's really interesting what you just said, and I'm not uh, discounting it because I think you're probably right. Because every sport, you can argue, is like this. But so hockey has. Would you say hockey has more good players than it's ever had at one time?
2: I think. I think younger players for sure. And So, like, uh, rising stars Oh, there's definitely, like, yeah. I mean, like, the the next generation is going to be, I think, legit. And you still have the older players, like Obechkin, is on pace to break Gretzky's record pretty soon in terms of goals scored. Yeah.
0: It's a lot like quarterbacks to me in the NFL where, like, you can point to almost every team and say they have a good young quarterback. You can do the Mm -hmm. same thing in the NHL. And the teams that you can point to and say, hey, they don't have a good young scorer, they're probably pretty bad.
1: That's pretty wild to me. You know, again, I'm not – uh, I don't pay a lot of attention to hockey. That's why we have this segment. Um, but, and it really might just be because of where we're at from an NHL level. Uh, and I know you're a Lightning fan, so you pay attention to it, and the Lightning have been really good, and you're a Red Wings fan, you come from hockey country, and you, you're a hockey guy anyway. Mm-hmm. But it surprised me a little bit that the talent is that rich because I just have seen, like, the decline of hockey since I was a kid yeah. in terms of where it sits in America's culture. Right. Or in, or in our society. And but I'm probably wrong because of where I live, especially the last 15 years. But if you go to the other hockey hotbeds like I mean, I know people up in Rhode Island where I'm from that still play hockey like and are really into it. They're probably better than they've ever been. They probably have better coaching than they've ever had. They pro- All those things that I would say about baseball down here. Yeah. You know, but I just don't live in that world. And and watch it. Like, I say this about the NBA. Like, the NBA has more stars, I think, than it's ever had. Like, ever, at one time. Mm-hmm. I, you, you don't need just those top-heavy stars because there's, shoot, there's two or three guys now on every team that are, like, really good. And, and you just said about quarterbacks. We have this conversation. Is the quarterback depth the best it's ever been? And I think the answer to that is yes, I really do. So hockey is following suit. It just you don't feel it, to be quite honest. So uh,
2: I think that's just kind of, you know, that's the way it is in our country, though. You know, I mean, yeah, there are, like, you have Austin Matthews. You have T.J. Oshie. Um, you have Joe Conor Pavelski. K. I mean, yeah, Con- well, yeah, in terms of Americans oh, and everything. Americans. Yeah. But then, like, you know, when you have the Canadians and the Europeans, I mean, there's some really big stars coming from Canada, obviously, as they should, and then also from Europe as well. So, yeah. like, I mean,
1: the USA is represented pretty well. But globally, I mean, there's a lot of stars yeah, out and there. And by the way, like in years, like, listen, Gresky was always considered, it didn't matter he came from Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think in terms of the sport, you don't feel the star power here well, in the States. Now, in true. Canada, it's probably still as big as it's ever been. Yeah. But, uh, Football at Five, we'll get back to that when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We'll get to your number one overall pick question when we come back.